Come on in and join us for part deuce of the bowl pick'em. We'll look at all the games Wednesday and Thursday. We'll be back with a little trilogy for Friday. And, of course, Saturday, the college football playoffs and, and the wraparound on Monday. Should be fun. We look forward to having you with us. Basham in and CJ, of course, in the chair. Should be good. You guys know what to do. In the morning, grab that coffee, fill style. In the evening, grab the drink and come on back because here comes the money. Well, 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 fellas, back at it again. Part deuce of the bowl. Pick them. Most wonderful time of the year. Uh, quadruple header finishing up as we speak out in the uh, – the chase field there. I'm not going to make that same mistake there, CJ. I'm not going to let you get on it again. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> between Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. But a pretty good day of bowls. And we're going to kind of jump in here and, and, and get into all the games from pretty much the 28th all the way through to the, the final one there, the Rose Bowl in the second. And kind of get real in depth there on the national oh, uh, championship really? there in the playoffs. Let me just uh, throw out real quick before we start picking them. I just wanted to throw out a good, uh, I mean, havens for Jerry Kill. I mean, um, great Mexico job by State him. Yep. has been pathetic for most of my life. I think I've only seen being a bowl once in my life. This is the second time. And New Mexico State ended up being Bowling Green and the Quick Lane Bowl the other day. So the old, the old Motor to, City Bowl right there. Here's to the Aggies. Here's to Jerry Kill. I love New Mexico. I got a lot of connections to the state of New Mexico. So good for Jerry Kill. The boys, the boys from Las Cruces, they do deserve a little pat on the back there. It was a fun bowl game. Took that late hit on the Bowling Green quarterback, Mike McDonald, there early in the game. Kind of took him out. And uh, Diego Pava had a really good game there for New Mexico State. Good win for those guys. And like you said, Mark, Jerry Kill deserves a lot of love for what he's done there, man. Year one, already get him in a bowl and win it. Only their second bowl appearance ever. Heck of a job there by the Aggies. They had New Conference USA with your boys there in Liberty. It could be interesting for years to come. I, I love New Mexico State. I mean, I love New Mexico State. Uh, my cousin played soccer at New Mexico State. Las Cruces, I love the town. But uh, I think Jerry Kill, that's the whole thing about the whole program. As long as Jerry Kill's there, no matter where he goes, it seems like they get success. You look what he did at Northern Illinois. You look what he did at Minnesota. I know he's had some health issues, but he comes You can't off, help that, Mark, though, you know? He comes off the bus wearing a shroud, a New Mexican shroud, <laughs> whenever he came off the bus. So he understands the culture of New Mexico. And I understand the culture, too. I mean, whenever I say Christmas, people from New Mexico know what I'm talking about. And both of y'all probably don't know what I'm talking about. But I got a lot of family in New Mexico. Enlighten us on that, Mark. What's 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 it about? What's Christmas? 
Yeah, yeah. Green and red chilies mixed together. Sounds pretty good. Oh, it's that's amazing. I mean, good. hell. The food in New Mexico is amazing. I mean, I've been to Taos skiing before. I've hunted elk at Chama in the past. I love New Mexico. Man, that makes me want to go to the New Mexico Bowl one of these years, doesn't it, CJ? I love that state. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and you know, there's 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 some interesting bowl destinations out there. Um to kind of look into and, and like that's you said Mark, that's good yeah good 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 uh good on new mexico state for the win also give a little shout out to the purple pirates there in greenville the big win over coastal today mccall mm. also got hurt that's been a story of bowl season quarterbacks not being able to finish out games it's uh kind of affected some some of these games another uh an, another one we'll give a little love to here while we're on that parade is buffalo <clears throat> Beat their old former quarterback in Cal Van Treese in Georgia Southern today in the Camellia Bowl. So Buffalo's won that two out of the last three years. And um, Memphis also kind of dominated Utah State today as well uh, in the first responders bowl. So that hits all the quadruple or that we didn't get to preview. Let's get into uh, the game starting tomorrow at two o'clock. The big game there between UCF and Duke. I'm I'm intrigued by this one. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's one that kind of um, you look at on paper and you say, "Hmm, this could be really interesting." Military Bowl, ESPN gonna be showing that like they will pretty much every game the rest of the way, minus like one or two. Actually, one of those will be on on the 28th. But uh, Military Bowl, Indianapolis, great place. Been there, love it. Should be about 44. They say at kickoff but not really anything else to worry about. Duke and UCF, fellas, what do you think? And both teams have only lost four games. You got a 9-4 and four UCF team, 8-4 and four Duke. Both quarterbacks are mobile. They're the leading passers and rushers on their teams. I'm intrigued by this game. Duke is a three-and-a-half point favorite, and the total sits at 62 and the hook. What are we thinking? Uh, I, I love the over in this game. Because uh, I think both offenses um, can absolutely put up points and move the ball. Uh, both defenses have struggled at times throughout the year. Um, I love the over in this one. I, and I kind of actually do really kind of like UCF, I think, probably a little bit more. Um, I would definitely take a plus to three and a half. Uh, it's just something about that team, the way they the way they play, they find a way to, to be in games late at the end. Um, you know, I, I, and I like kind of looking, especially in the bowl games, like who have you played lately? Uh, UCF's played, you know, I think probably a little bit better. They, they've played in more meaningful games, I think, down the stretch, trying to get in, you know, obviously with their conference and their title game. Duke, their last five have been a bit of battle of pretty some inept teams. So, hey, that's a good point, CJ, about the meaningfulness and impact of the games. So, the bowl game stage won't get to them as much. Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah I, I get where you're coming at there, though. I really do. Yeah, and I, and I mean, Duke, I mean, to be eight and four, I mean, they've played really, really well. It's just, I don't know. You look at some of the teams they've played, and 
I mean, he gave up, you know, 28 to a pit offense that at times wasn't really all that good. Yeah, but pit um, also is playing in the Sun Bowl. It's not like they're a, a slouch. I just think the level of competition overall in the ACC was not great. Like and, and the, maybe, uh, maybe that's it, too. But, I mean, he gave up 31 to a BC offense that was anemic all year. Like, ugh. There's just yeah, there's just something about that Duke defensively. I just don't like. Offensively, they're fantastic. It just doesn't feel like they can stop anybody ever. Not not a hundred percent sure on that one, CJ, because I I watched that game. It was a Friday night game. I think that might have been the Red game. So mm. I, a little bit I, more, I a little wanna... bit more juice there at BC. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, the Riley Leonard kid, he is he's something else. Very kind of special, kind of elusive, able to make. I mean, you got to give Elko a lot of credit what he did this year. He's four in his first year at Duke. That's something. Now. That's I mean, they haven't done that since the days of Spurrier in a for a first year coach. I mean, that's the way with Duke though. I mean, you have lower expectations. You got to expect that. He has done a great job with Duke right now, but I mean, Duke has the uh, structure built right now with Cutcliffe from where and I love the way that they're coached right now they're doing and the position putting Duke in and I think that they could be a big factor in the point but (laughs) who knows what will happen in the future yeah, and I mean, and here's the other, and here's the other thing with UCF. I mean, it's not like they're gonna be Malzahn. Shocked. Yeah, Malzahn. Well, it's not like they're gonna be shocked by a running quarterback. I mean, the defense goes up against a guy like that and, and Plumley every day. So, you know, for them, I don't think that's as much of a shock. Well, it's same, it'd be the same thing for UCF or for Duke's defense going against UCF and Plumley, though. Yeah, so, Riley I mean, that, Leonard that, runs the same way. Yeah, which is gonna be interesting. I, and I would wonder the last time you went into a bowl game where the leading rusher for both teams was also the quarterback. Well, I mean, it's probably happened more often than we think nowadays. <laughs> well, probably nowadays well, it probably does, life. but – Well, but, I mean, both teams rolling in with that. I mean, even if that – I mean, you still have a lot of teams that, you know, the quarterback may be somewhat mobile, but he's not your leading rusher either. Right. I think you're right. Well, I think what that speaks more to is maybe lack of ability on these two teams to truly run the football. Well, see, they I think they have to like, use the quarterback and get that extra defender to really run the rock well. Well, but I, and the thing with that would worry me if, if it's Duke is your leading rusher is your quarterback at 600 yards on the year. I mean, what that tells me is he has to be your running game, and even then, it's still somewhat anemic. Um, if you look at it here, going down the stretch, I mean, UCF kind of got into that American championship, kind of got dominated by Tulane. The Tulane team on a mission. The game that I keep looking at for UCF is like, how do you lose to Navy? You know? Now, granted, it was the week after you beat Tulane and you just beat Memphis and you kind of started feeling like, hey, we might be the team to beat that were in the rankings. But that one kind of puzzles me. I think Duke's going to have a lot to play for here today, fellas. They're also 8-4 and four this season against the spread. I, I think their defense is a little bit more stout and kind of more fundamentally well-rounded. They stop the run a little bit better than UCF does. More balanced. Um, but then again, UCF, man, they have a heck 
of an ability to kind of be to do both things. But I think they face lesser competition on the whole week in and week out than Duke has, whereas UCS faced some really good teams over the last month. Yeah, well, and I mean, Blaine, I, I think you're right on that. It, the loss to Navy there for UCF is, is kind of a puzzling one. But I, I think there's some stuff to take away from that. Um, you know, obviously, you know, time of possession was the big difference in that one. And then also UCF turned it over two times, not only, um, you know, two turnovers to none, but where they turned it over, uh, they turned it over in Navy side of the field. So you took points off the board, um, which ultimately ended up being the difference in that game. So I, yeah. But I'm with you, but I am with you on that. It is kind of one of those puzzle ones, but I think the Tulane game kind of played into that a little bit. You get a bunch, you know, get real hype because Tulane, that was a big win for them at that time, and that really kind of put them in the driver's seat for them for the rest of the year in that conference. Yeah, and, and then obviously till yeah. the end when Tulane kind of smacked them around again, got that redemption on their home field. Um, now, 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 fellas, it's something I kind of want to get into, and I think it's something you got to kind of look at in each of these games, motivation factor. You know what I mean? And I think, like, UCS been in some really big games. They've played some really big opponents in the past. How juiced are they to face Duke? I think Duke is going to be juiced to be in a bowl game in general in year well, one. So I think there's a, there's a little bit of that at play, and I give that that factor and that edge to Duke on that end. The uh, kind of identity that Duke has kind of brought for the last couple of years because they had David Cutcliffe there. I mean, Cutcliffe, he was Peyton Manning's pretty much quarterback whisperer whenever he was in Tennessee. You know what he has expectations for, and he pretty much revitalized the Duke program more so than what Spurs did back in the mid-90s with Duke. But Central Florida, still, they have a quote-unquote national championship from the Scott Frost. And what you can expect from Central Florida, they've got the great transfers. I mean, they got everybody there. You don't know what to expect. It's going to be a head-to-head battle, but I think Duke will themselves in the end, and Duke will win on that one. I'm with you. What do you think of CJ to kind of close out? This one. You know, I, you know, and, and I agree with you. Sometimes maybe the motivation factor um, for it kind of, kind of comes into play. Um, I like Duke to win, but I give me USC to cover three and a half. Yeah, taking oh. the Golden Knights with the three in the hook. I can yep. see that close game. They're they're the Knights. They're not the Golden Knights now. Remember? <laughs> oh, they'll they'll get pissed off for you for that. They get. Yeah on that one yeah so, i'm okay so, with that we'll call them that all the time when they come to morgantown yeah. so, <laughs> give um, me the nights and the points and give me the over yeah and you know that total man it 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 it, it just feels weird i think you kind of need to and i think with a lot of these bowl games kind of see how it see how it's looking but something that i've noticed depending on the game now obviously like this wisconsin oklahoma state game tonight with the total being so low maybe you don't get involved with this first quarter number but a lot of first quarter unders. 
if you look at that, a lot of them, most of these games, they put the total at about 14 and a half in the first quarter. And most of them are hitting under. Something to be kind of cognizant of. Defenses have a long time to kind of prep and review. Offenses may not pull out the trick plays, still getting a little settled. They've been off for a little bit of time, maybe a month. It's an interesting look, kind of dynamic and something to look at. Another game involving a Big 12 team in the the Simmons Bank Liberty Bowl. Now, oh, excuse me, that's the name of the stadium. <laughs> the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. There's too many daggone sponsors these days. God, that was the coldest damn game I've ever been to in my life. What, the Army game? No, the uh, Liberty Bowl against Texas A&M. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. We've been there a few times now. Um, Field on that one. This year's edition, though, down there in Memphis is the Kansas Jayhawks. You're telling me there's a chance. They made a bowl game. Also, I got really drunk at Bill Street that night. No, (laughs) no doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Good place to go, Mark. That's for sure. You know, you can always tie one up, tie one on there. Um Kansas is six and six. Arkansas is six and six. Kicks off at five thirty. I'm intrigued by this game. You got Daniels and Jefferson both able to be mobile. Neither one of them are their team's leading rushers at quarterback. We're gonna keep looking at that and monitoring that as we keep moving forward here. Um, I'm with, personally, I love Kansas in this game. Plus two in the hook. I know Arkansas probably has more talent. They're probably a little bit better defensively. They probably have kind of been playing better coming in. Although both teams are kind of sputtering, right? But man, I mean, Kansas give, is sputtering. Give me Kansas right? this. Give me Kansas in this game. Kansas has been sputtering throughout the latter part of the year. I mean, they've had injuries throughout the season, but uh, the over under is so damn big right now. I mean, it's sixty eight and a half. I you got to go under right now. I mean, Arkansas is a defensive minded team. The Razorbacks with Sam Pittman. They're going to just pound the Jayhawks. And I think they'll end up winning. I think they'll cover against Kansas. But I also think if I had to put my money on it, I'd put Arkansas. So you're taking Arkansas on the undermark? Yes. What, what about you, CJ? Yeah, I'm with you. This one's intriguing. Um you know, just because I, uh, both quarterbacks have the ability to be so dynamic uh, and to make things really interesting. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, you know, with, with the Duke-UCF game and, you know, motivation for Kansas. This is a really big deal. You got to wonder if Arkansas, I mean, given kind of what they thought their season would be and what it ended up being. Um, for me, the big question is going to be for Kansas. Can you, can you find ways to get stops defensively? Um, which has been kind of an issue for them at times this year. Um, you know, they, they've almost, they've basically won games in track meets. I mean, they're, you know, 34 points a game, almost giving that up a game. Um, that to me is going to be the difference. <sighs> And because of that, give me Arkansas in a close one. Um, I think I think points are plenty. Um, this thing's going to end up like 38, 34, 38, 37, something like that. Um, but I, I, I think I, I like Jefferson just a little bit more 
um, to make maybe, be one, more, to make maybe one more play than Daniels does and Arkansas's defense to come up with one more stop than Kansas can. This will be a 24-14 game. I mean, Arkansas has too many hogs to give Sam Pittman a little bit more credit. They got too many hogs that Kansas can't handle. So I think it'll be like 24-14. It'll be a low-scoring game. You got to bet the under on this one. I don't know, Mark. I, I, I kind of come I, up with that many stops. I'm more I mean, in line. They couldn't, yeah. stop, they couldn't stop anybody all year. But it's Kansas. <laughs> I think Kansas has got something brewing though. But I'll say this. I think both teams <coughs> have struggled at times here, especially on the backstretch defensively, especially against the run. I think the team that establishes the run and is able to kind of kind of grind on the other one is going to win this game. I tend to lean, lean with Arkansas in terms of that aspect of the game. But like I said, man, the motivational factor is going to be huge in this thing. Arkansas, how excited are you? You were a top-10 team at one point. You didn't think you'd be playing Kansas in a bowl game. Kansas, though, you are stoked to be in this thing. They're going to pull out all the stops. I think Leopold will have those guys ready to play. It, it's not one I really want to get involved with, quite frankly. And I think the total could get interesting either way because that number at 69 oh. is just it's, – it's just one that I would tend to lean under but I don't think it's going to be a 24 to 14 game like you're calling for, Mark. You need to get on well, alt line right now, buddy. That's what I would say. I think it's going to be Kansas. I mean, it's going to be Arkansas. They're going to win 24 14. They're going to go under, but that, not yeah, put money it, it, on it. I would not put money on it. Yeah, it, I, 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 the score is going to be well, well higher than that. And, and here's the thing, too, that you have to also, I think, remember a little bit with Kansas is. You were six and three, and then got absolutely drubbed by Texas Tech, Texas, and Kansas State to end the year. That the six and six is nice, but you were set to be a you were set but, up to be a lot better than that. And well, also, they were better to be that. They were better set to be better than that before Daniels got hurt. CJ, you remember? So, I mean, think about that. Well, right, and, and I agree with you on that. And like I said, if you really think it's going to come down to the running game, then then yeah, you've got to go Arkansas. I mean, that's Dang. been their bread and butter. They're over 200 yards a game on the ground. And like I said, Kansas defensively, I mean, literally in the last five games, they've given up 35, the 16 to an Oklahoma State offense that by that point was pretty anemic. Then 43, 55, and 47. I mean, that they're just they, – they give up a crap ton of points, and Arkansas is going to exploit that. The one thing I give with Kansas, though, is they are Kansas. I mean, they have low expectations to begin with. So you don't have to look at the metrics and anything. You just have to look at what Kansas expects. And you have to look at what Arkansas expects. Arkansas expects to beat Kansas. Expects to beat them by a shit ton, so I'm going Razorbacks really heavy on this one, but in the under. Yeah, I, I think it's just a game that uh, I'm not rushing the window to get after it uh, to get after that the either side. That's for sure. I do lean under though. I will say that for sure. Um, I I, I have to say that. Um, Now, this next game is actually a game that is not 
on ESPN for once. A bowl game that's not on ESPN, kind of crazy. The old Holiday Bowl, San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Oregon, number 15 in the country. The Ducks come in and face North Carolina, 9-4. and four. That spread I saw earlier today was at 14. Now it sits at Oregon minus 13. Total sits at 75. I think that's too many points to give Drake May and these boys. It might too many be. points. And, and, and here's another bowl game being played from a baseball stadium. Uh, I'm give, what, wow. three? Oh wow, we're going to Petco this year. Yeah, it's in that, I like that. Yeah, we got Petco, We have uh, Fenway. We got uh, Yankee Stadium. Stadium. Now Petco. Um, we I, got I, the I, game going on right now too at Chase. Yeah, so four, so four there. Yeah, I, I, I feel you, Blaine. I feel like that might be a little bit too many uh, to be given, Drake May. And those guys, I, I, I do like Oregon though. I just don't know if I like them quite that. Yeah, big. I'm with you. Like 13 is just a huge, huge number. And then like the last two out of the last three times we've seen Oregon, I mean they gave up 37 to Washington, gave up 38 to Washington to Oregon State, sort of somehow survived Utah 20 to 17. Like Bo Nix was a little hobbled, and the way they played defensively against the Beavers there in Corvallis the last week of the season was just troubling the way they lost that game. Now that might motivate them to be really kind of, you know, sharp and efficient offensively, but man, I, I, and granted North Carolina really sputtered down the stretch. I mean, you saw that they got absolutely taken behind the shed against Dabo and the boys in the ACC title lost that double OT game in North Carolina state and Gibby and the Wolfpack, you know, that was not playing and firing all cylinders and they lost to Georgia tech by four. So, like, Mac was str- kind of fell down, struggled down the stretch. They were 9-1 at one point. Like, Love you bringing the Gibby. Always, 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 Mark. <laughs> uh, don't turn your back on a Wolfpack there. By the way, their OC took the job at Coastal, Tim Beck. So, that's another element to kind of look at when we get to that game. But, uh, man, I, I feel like North Carolina with the points, 13, that's just a huge number. They're well, too good offensively. They, they are, but once again, this is kind of, you know, the second bowl game and a theme here is, is North Carolina, as good as they were offensively at times, defensively were just absolutely atrocious. And they, they won some games in shootouts. I mean, you, you Wake Forest 36-34, okay, both offenses are pretty good. But, I mean, 28 to a UVA offense that had struggled all year. You know, Notre Dame absolutely beat the brakes off of them. You know, I – Got that, Notre Dame back on track for the season, too. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's kind of been the one thing about North Carolina this year that's been defensively. It feels like they've had to rely a lot on Drake May in this, in this offense, which who would have really, I think, thought that out of a Mac Brown team? Because, I mean, usually he's they're pretty sound. His teams are usually pretty sound defensively. This one just has not been. I mean, really, though, uh... How can you not love the uh, redemption story of Bo Nix this year? Oh, it's been great. I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, Bo Nix, he – Yeah, I, I, I picked Raya. against him just because it was Bo Nix, and yeah. so I, I mean, both these him. teams were in November uh, with one loss. Yeah. Let's, let's remember that. I mean, Oregon was 8-1, and one, and North yeah. Carolina was 9-1 at one point. I mean, that's, that's wild to think about. So, both these teams kind of fall – into this yeah. game, but it's a big game. I Motivation mean, will obviously play a factor in this one. The Drake May rumors not being true. 
you know, I, I, about him I taking the NIL Drake, deals. I think I think Drake may, may rumors will be true. At the I disagree, Mark. I mean, I think that bloodline and his family, being the the way those guys played basketball there, his dad was a Tar Heel. I think he's staying true. And I I saw the comments and the quotes that he had. And hey, by the way, Drake May leads his team in rushing as well. Another quarterback now. But Bo so, Nix does not lead the Ducks, though. That's for sure. Yeah, we still have to look at Bo <laughs> Nix. Bo Nix is still with the Ducks. Hey, I think Bo Nix is... But who the hell would have thought this time last year we would be talking about, oh, my God, Bo Nix might be a Heisman candidate if he would say. Who would have thought it? I mean, he's got anybody, some talent. I mean, anybody? <laughs> hey, get him. Hey, get him out of get him out of Auburn and into a different yeah. system. I can believe saying it now for next year for sure for Bo Nix. It's going to get another year out there in Eugene. Should be fun. So I think we're all kind of leaning Oregon winning the football game. But I mean, is anybody else coming with me on North Carolina plus the thirteen? Oh no, nah, I mean, I, I'll come with you on Carolina plus thirteen. No, absolutely. I feel like that number is just a little too big. I'm what about? Going, I think Oregon will three touchdowns. Okay, working big. I like working it, Mark. big. I'm going hey, working big. You know what though? It, it really will come down to if Drake May doesn't turn over the football, they'll have a chance. But their defense is going to have to make some stops against that Oregon running attack, and I'm not sure they can. That'll be the end, kind of the be all end all. And 75, by the way, is the total. Like, yeah. wow, CJ, is this a like a number? Where it's like it's too big not to touch it. Like, yeah, I mean, because. It's like, hey, whatever it is, you just lay the over and just know it's getting there. Yeah, I mean, because well, and here's the thing with this number, like, is I could definitely see it getting there because of how good both of these offenses are. But at the same time, it's like, good lord, that's a huge number. I don't know if I'd touch it. <laughs> Mark, uh, you going? You going seventy five? Ooh. Of course. Now I did. Hard. Do, I, I, yeah, I, I did. Hard to touch. I. Uh... I have taken big numbers for over under in the past, so eh. I think it'll be over. I think it'll. Be, I think they'll go over seventy five. I think it'll be like uh, forty five to thirty five game. Hey, you would be over, and I'm going the over slightly at that. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like that's such huge. a huge number. It's huge. It. I. I feel like there's just better things See, to get into in the later game. See, sometimes you gotta, I mean, gotta get your balls in the right place. Hey, but if you don't feel it though, you don't, you don't do it. You gotta go, you gotta bet the over whenever you think it might not go. (laughs) Hey, hey, well, the the, the over in the next game there from uh, the Texans NRG stadium there is the Red Raiders. And the old Miss Rebels. I'm very interested in this game. Obviously, the connections told Hottie Toddy, um, but also just kind of how what we see out of these two coaches, expectations wise for Tech. Pretty excited to be in a bowl. Old Miss, yeah, maybe a little disappointed, but still kind of having a, a good season. Continuing, they got Lane back. They've struggled the last three games. They were eight and one as well at one point in time. Kind of fell to this bowl game, but. Everything's coming back, and Lane's coming back. I think they use this as a jump start for Thanks. next year, kind of that springboard, and they put it on Tech here, fellas. And I think their defense will be 
very equipped to stop what Texas Tech does. I think they can stop the run pretty well. They're very good against the pass. They'll get pressure on Texas Tech. And if Texas Tech keeps trying to go fast and they get stops and Ole Miss is just able to kind of run it on them like they could, this could get ugly quickly. I think Judikins could have a huge game in this one. Judikins is going to be have a huge game, but I look at Dart right now too. I mean, I think that I mean, Texas Tech, they get, they're pretty weak on defense right now. I think that uh, Dart and Jukins combining them both, I think Texas Tech, they'll blow them out of the water. I think that'll be at least two touchdown games. Yeah, I, I, I'm big on, on Ole Miss on this one for a lot of the reasons you said, Blaine. Um, Judikin's going to have a big game. And, and, I, and I agree with Mark. I, I'm looking at Jackson Dart in this one. Um, you know your coach is coming back. I think that gives you a little bit of life in that locker room. Lane's there. And Jackson Dart, this could be almost a kickoff for, for him in for next year as far as what he's able to do, the command of this offense. And let's also not forget, for some of these guys, man, it's not too early to get the little hype train running for the Heisman of next for next year, and it, this could almost be a kind of a jump start for Jackson Dart. Hype train er, on the lane er, train, er. right? Yeah, absolutely. Mean, Oxford's kind of a uh, kind of a swag, kind of cool place to be these days. Um, they've done a good job coming to the SIP, right? If you saw the recruiting stuff, the NFL Street thing was, was pretty pretty cool, man. Like. Lane knows what he's doing. He's building something there pretty special. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Texas Tech, to me, like, they could also use a springboard, obviously. But their quarterback situation is just such in flux. And, I mean, if you don't have one and you're trying to run potentially even three quarterbacks out there, where are we really at there? Um, although, granted, Texas Tech finished very strong. I mean, granted, the wins weren't against some of the best competition. Um, but they did win three straight to end the season. I mean, Oklahoma in the overtime game, Iowa State 14-10, and they beat Kansas 43-28. to Played tech, TCU pretty I, uh, tight as well. So, I mean, maybe me, they're playing well, you know? Silva, give me the under on that one. I mean, the under over-under right now is 71 and a half. Give me the under. Yeah, I'm with you, Mark. I think Ole Miss defensively will kind of put yeah. the clamps on tech a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love the under in this one, too, because – Lane has really embraced the running game with this team this year. I feel like he's going to, you know, really rely on that, especially late down the stretch in the game. Yeah, that that over number seems a little high. I mean, and, and let's be quite honest. I mean, Quashon Judikins, freshman, ran for 1,500 yards essentially this year, 16 touchdowns. That kid can play. Like, he almost wants to lean on that even over Dart. I mean, we all know Dart's got this kind of mythical talent, right, from USC – but he only threw 18 touchdowns this year, and at times made some mistakes in some big games. He's got eight oh. interceptions right now yeah. on the season. So, yep. Old it's Miss, not too bad. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not bad, but it's a lot of those were late in the year too, Mark. Yeah, um, unfortunately. for sure. But hey, well, and and but the nice part with it too, though, is if you are kind of a, a big Old Miss fan or and really follow the team, is is some of those were kind of like Matt Corral's, you know, they're correctable. Oh, they're definitely correctable seats. You know, during the getting in, watching film, getting him to understand, you know, and, and that's what I would really, if I would like Lane Kiffin and his offensive staff in the offseason, really show him a lot of Matt Corral senior tape. Like, hey, this the, is what we need you to do. We need you to be this, to be efficient, take the shots when they're there, still be aggressive, but be smarter with it. 
and and watch what we're able to do because that's what really propelled Old Miss last year, right? We had talked about that coming into last year was this could corral limit the stupid mistakes. Well, now he did. Now you just got to teach it with the young kid in Jackson Dort. Hey, limit the stupid mistakes and look at really how good Old Miss could be. And I think that's that's going to be the key for them, you know, moving forward with that. But you know, having having that run game to lean on with a young kid like Jukins is definitely gonna make his job a lot easier. Absolutely, CJ, and, and, for sure, and, yeah. And and not to and not to mention too, leaning on that defense a little bit more too. Mississippi, you know, the Rebs defensively here of late. Old Miss is really kind of starting to gain a little bit of an identity on that side of the football. And you think about what how that defense was when Lane got there; it was not good. But you got to think he's got Monty Kiffin kind of as a kind of a defensive um, analyst, I guess you want to call it, but as his dad sitting there just hanging out and that, that knowledge gets absorbed to people. It, it gets trickled down. So that's very I mean, interesting. You can't completely even still kicking. You can't completely count out Texas Tech though. I mean, they got Smith, a quarterback. He's done uh, – he's been efficient throughout the entire season. Well, I, yeah, but he's, he's done he's, good. I, I, so also, they will have a home field. They will have a lot of people there. So Exactly. There so, that. you can't – I mean, we're talking about the uh, – I mean, we're talking about Ole Miss, but the Red Raiders, I mean, they've got some weapons that they can use. I mean, you got Thompson. You got friggin' Bradley. So, I, I don't know what else you want from Texas Tech. They can actually produce some offense – whenever they need to yeah but they're a wet paper bag defensively and that that spells disaster well, especially against a team well, like Ole Miss well, who can absolutely just well, hammer you well tell me the last time a Texas Tech team has not been a wet paper bag defensively and that's why they're perennially seven and five six and six except for the year that Michael Crabtree uh, Graham Harrell, hey, Bob guns up. Love Coach Leach. And by the way, nerd clusters. Rest, rest in peace, Coach Leach. Gummy nerd clusters. Coach Leach talking about those candies. I heard about him before, but once I got onto him, he was a he was definitely a prophet when it came to that. All the uh, nerds clusters, oh, yeah, they're so great. Good. Oh, so yeah. good. can't can't go wrong. No, no not at all. Yeah. Not at all. That's gonna and be a fun. That'd be a fun game. Coach, I agree with Coach Leach. You would enjoy today. watching this one tomorrow night. That's for sure, I, because these are going to be points. But it won't get to 71 and a half, though. No. I agree with Coach Leach on two things. Candy corn, good Lord, that's useless. 100%. I don't understand why people love candy corn or use it during holiday season or during the hol- or Halloween season. And coffee, it's coffee's useless. Coffee I disagree with that. Tastes, ho, ho, coffee ho, tastes ho, terrible. Ho. Coffee, coffee tastes only- terrible. Coffee is the coffee only useful form of water. Do what? Coffee is oh, the only one of you finish and the other one go after. <laughs> yeah. Coffee is the only useful form of water. No, no, no. Coffee, it tastes terrible. The only use for it is to wake you up. I'm more of a Red Bull guy. Dude, and I drink coffee not, all day. That's I'm not addicted. me being. Uh, Dana Holgerson, so I'm not even. <laughs> so 
anything that tough. Yeah. Him. I yeah. love Red Bull. Coffee's pretty good. But yeah, call, I hate good. coffee. I hate coffee. Uh, well, hey, uh, I'll say this, guys, man. You give me a little cream, a little sugar, coffee's – Coffee's right up my alley early in the morning. I, I kind of need it sometimes. So I, we I might need it tonight. If, if I have to drink like the wolf in Pulp Fiction, give me a lot of cream, a lot of sugar. I, I was going to say, Blaine, I, I've seen you make your cup of coffee, man. I, I think there's more cream and coffee in it sometimes. Oh, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I've I, I softened <laughs> on that over the years. It's, All right, uh, good. Yeah. It, well, that and Holiday Inn coffee sucks. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. That's part of it, my friend. Um, no. Hey, they might Coffee sucks. Hot. Everybody believes coffee sucks. I, I don't agree with that. Um, no. But uh, <laughs> you might not need coffee at this next one, but uh, the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl out there in the Bronx, CJ. Maybe some hot chocolate, Oh, perhaps. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, good now, granted, two teams that are used to the cold, Syracuse Orange there, seven and five, Dino Babers and the boys going up against DJ Fleck wrote a boat, Scotty Mago, Gophers, eight and four there for Minnesota. They're a 10-point favorite in this game. The total sits at 42. Uh, intriguing, intriguing football game, uh, to say the least. I like Minnesota just to run it on them, but either team, it's going to be a game one on the line of scrimmage. The fact it sits at 42 for a total – like wow, fellas, set the game back a little bit. Why don't we? Hey, hey, it's not it's not Iowa, Wisconsin setting the game back, but Man, I mean Minnesota's defense is stout though, fellas. I mean 13, <laughs> 13. 13.3 points a game, a hundred and five yards allowed on the on the on the ground, hundred and seventy-three through the air. I mean, they are they're very good and they run the football. They keep their they keep their they keep themselves in good positions. Um wow, that was that was crazy. Wow. Knocked the bucket over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They I keep themselves it. in good positions. <laughs> like, they really do. <laughs> like yeah. They really I... keep themselves in good positions. They're able to run the football. And it, this is the type of game they're, they're kind of ready for. Syracuse has looked really bad down the stretch. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, here's the thing, though. I Kind of like you got to remember though the last time we saw Syracuse in this bowl, unfortunately, was against the Mountaineers, and we don't know how that ended. I don't know. There's something I think going to be to it. Syracuse kind of playing at home. They they faced themselves, you know, New York's college. I think there's going to be a lot of motivation for them to come out in this thing um, and to play well, especially being you know kind of that close to home, almost essentially in their backyard, or at least is the way they see it. Um, but yeah, I, I think point, I think they point. keep it closer than the ten. Um, but I do think Minnesota wins it. Yeah, I believe Minnesota wins it as well. I mean, the whole thing is right now. I mean, like you said, Syracuse really faltered at the very end of the season. And I love Dino Babers. I think he's a very motivational coach, but. He has been so inconsistent with the Orange for the last couple of years. And I think P.J. Fleck is a little bit more of a more or a bit more of a motivator for him. And I think Sikuma, I think Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, I think they'll end up winning that and covering. 
rode a boat. I think we're all kind of in agreement um, on that one. I mean, because I think Syracuse's chance to win is to run it, and Minnesota's just not going to allow that to happen. So I'll I'll go with the Gophers in this one. The next one there of the triple header on Thursday, you got Oklahoma and Florida State. I mean, that's a that's a blue blood game right there in the cheese oh. it, fellas. So cheese it bowl down there in. Yeah, Camping so, World Stadium in Orlando could be kind of fun. Nine and a half for the Knowles. They're the favorite team. They're the thirteenth yeah. ranked saw, team in the country. Uh, I saw taking a, on the six and six Sooners. I saw a picture today of Venerables and uh, Norval riding a roller coaster over at Universal this morning <laughs> <laughs> together. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, but oh, I think Florida State they've got. A lot of momentum going with them. And I think Florida State, they've got a lot going in the future. So, Oklahoma right now, Venerables, you know, everybody's always talked about how it takes like two or three years for him to get his defensive class and get his stuff going, go, going, period. So, I think that will be the uh, issue with uh, Oklahoma and Florida State will end up. I don't think they'll cover. I think they'll be in by a a touchdown. And I will go under 65.5 on that one. Yeah, I I really do like Florida State in this matchup. I mean – They've won five straight, and if you really go even go back and look at you know kind of their last seven, they're five and two. You know, tough loss at NC State. Um, you know, played Clemson really, really close. This Florida State team's a lot different than what they have been the last couple of years. Um, they feel like they've kind of found themselves again offensively. Um, you know, defensively, they've started to really kind of turn that thing around. I think which was a big portion of it, and obviously. Offense being able to score helps because it keeps, you know, keeps them in games. And you're not relying on the defense to just go out there and literally shut teams down. Um, and this Oklahoma team this year, you know, like you said, Mark, it, it, it takes a couple years for Venerables' defense, you know, to get his guys in there, to get them to completely understanding his scheme. But I, I think the big thing for me, Oklahoma, has been offensively. They've just not been – what we've been used to under Stoops and Lincoln Riley, you know, where they just literally can put 70 on you getting off the bus. Um, and I think that's been a little bit of their issue. They've been very inconsistent on both sides of the ball. Florida State, to me, has been the more consistent team. Um, you know, I, 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 I think they get to 10 wins, and now all of a sudden the way we've pictured the Knowles the last couple of years, I think, starts to change. I would agree with that, CJ. I think Norville's maybe getting something going. The ACC also being weak is helping that. I don't think there's any I, doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think it has been helping that. But I mean, and if you're and if you're Mike Norville, you this had to come at the right time. I mean, they were yelling for his yeah. head this time last year. One hundred percent. I mean, if he's not nine and three and number thirteen in the country right now, I'm. I think Dion might be the head coach there in Tallahassee. <laughs> so, I mean, let, let's just go ahead and say that. But. I, you want to I get think, into a Dion conversation? <laughs> uh, we we will wait on Dion. We'll wait on Dion, man. We wish we could have got Prime, but uh, won't be in Morgantown. We'll be in Boulder, and we'll we'll definitely get in Dion a little bit later on. He's he's kind of uh hitting the trail here a lot here of late. 
the back end of this game he's here done, is all he's Mars. He's damn good on recruiting right now. I'll give him yeah. that. Oh, he has. I mean, and man, I mean, but hey, what the coach right now in the Seton Tallahassee's done a good job too. I mean, you look at some of the players and playmakers that Florida State's starting to develop on offense right now. I mean. Well, I love what Norville's done. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. He had a great job at Memphis. He set a culture there. It's the culture that, if I feel like what uh, Jimbo Fisher had, ever he won the national championship. I think Norville has something good going in Tallahassee, and it might lead to some success for the Seminoles, especially with Clemson kind of rocking the boat a little bit right now. They may not be the powerhouse anymore. Well, and I mean, and that might be true. I, I think the big thing for Clemson is going to be to kind of, kind of see, but if you're Florida state, you know, this has been kind of the year to take that step um, and then next year, even to take it again um, and, and really kind of challenge in the ACC, you know, for for that that crown and that title. And that's kind of the evolution of it. And so Neville's got this thing running yes. the right way. Absolutely. Now you just got to see it through, get to 10 wins this year, really set yourself up and then, you know, attack for that next year. Yeah. Um, you know, Absolutely. So this, I, I think this is a big one for Florida and, State, not only in the recruiting aspect of things, but in in the in the trajectory of your program. I, I Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think I think something thing. else to mention with this is too, the motivational factor in this game. It's a blue blood against you. It's Oklahoma. It's Florida State. Both these guys will be on both sides will be jumped up and ready to go for this football game. It'll be fun. I think Florida State will cover the spread, and I think it'll be just by the whisker of of what it is right now. I think they'll oh. win by 10. Yeah, right now. I mean, I love uh, the under in this game, by the way. 66? Come on now. It seems like it's stealing money right now. I'll take yeah. the under. That's easy money right now. But like what you said, I mean, the Florida State players, they got to look at Oklahoma. They're going to look at them. Oklahoma's going to the SEC next year. They're blue blood. They are what college football is made out to be. And Florida State players, they need to look at them as, holy hell, these are the guys that we need to beat to be the best that we need to be. So I think Florida State will have that motivation. I think Norville's got him his – he's got his guys in Tallahassee right now. And I think uh, Florida State, I think they'll cover – but I think it will be under, like you said, Blaine. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt we're looking at it under in this one. Uh, heading to the Alamo Bowl here next. Another kind of big-time matchup. Top 20 teams. Texas, another one of the uh, the Red River rivalry team there. Uh, going up against Washington, number 12, 10-2. and two. Man, they're fun to watch offensively with Penix. Total sits at 67 in the hook, and it's a – it's a three-point spread in favor of the Longhorns. It seems crazy to me. I like I like the Huskies, man. Give me the dogs. Give me the dogs, the purple dogs. U-Dub plus the three, fellas, plus 140 on the money line, too. I think their defense is right. better than Texas's as well, to be quite honest. Uh, offensively, I mean, 
was I'm Washington. They are just behind Tennessee. They're aver- averaging 521 points per game. Uh, that's- Hold on, 521 <laughs> points per game, Mark. They're, you're getting that in yards. That would be wild. Not in points. Okay, 521 <laughs> yards per game. <laughs> 41 points a game, still pretty impressive. I mean, they scored 51 okay, against Tennessee. Okay, okay, let's, 54 let's against cut that. Colorado. Let's cut that out. Let's cut that out. <laughs> Definitely. All right. I'm glad I got y'all laughing a little bit. <laughs> oh, man, my, my throat's killing me. Um, Now, Texas defensively, though, has been very good. And they gave TCU a, a heck of a heck of a game, so maybe it's not as easy as we're thinking here. But man, I really like Washington. I just think they're more explosive offensively than Texas. And in this game, motivation factor I think might be trending and kind of leaning Washington's way instead of Texas. I think I think the, the Washington kids and Penix are more pumped up to play Texas. Then maybe Texas is to play Washington. I don't know. Texas doesn't really have much motivation against Washington. I mean, I, I mean the Huskies are averaging 521 yards per game with their first-year coach. I mean, Kalen, he's doing a great job over in Seattle. And I think that Washington's trying to – build something right now that could dominate the Pac-12 here in the future. I mean, everybody's focusing on Lincoln Riley down at USC or what Chip Kelly might have in the future over at UCLA. But I think uh, Debert over at uh, Washington, you got to keep an eye out on him. The Huskies are really slick at the very end and I think they might be able to outscore their defense is not that good but I think they'll be able to outscore Texas and that's the whole thing yeah I mean I'm with you guys I I love Washington in this game Um, if for no other reason than you know horns down screw Texas but this also kind of feels like one of those games, too, where, you know, Texas just doesn't completely show up. Um, yeah, I think if you're Washington, yeah, you're trying to make a statement uh, within the Pac-12 that, you know, everybody wants to talk about Oregon and Utah, but don't forget we're here. Um, you know, Penix is, has been a playmaker since he got there. Um, and they're probably the most under-talked about 10-2 and two team in the country. Um, and this no is no doubt about that, CJ. No yeah, doubt. it's yeah. an opportunity for them in sure. prime time um, against a against you know a, a program of some some historical brand and value that still gets a lot of love to to really make a statement, and that's what I expect the the dogs from UW to do. And you gotta love what Penix did in the past too in the Big Ten, so he's got the experience as well. Yeah, so he, he knows how to. Stand up and, and playing the bowl game with the Hoosiers moments. as well. He really did. Yeah. Whereas yours hasn't yet. 
And you know, Bajan's going to the NFL, so that's an opt-out situation, I believe. Not a thousand percent sure about that, but I would imagine so. Um, and, and that would hurt Texas a little bit. I mean, he's he's a special player. Now, I will say, the fact that this game's in San Antonio in the Alamo Dome, that's a big deal for for Texas. They'll have a home field advantage, but I think Washington can, can, can kind of sling it through the air. And Texas, kind of, if they have a weakness on defense, it might be that secondary. One advantage, I think, also for Washington, though, Cowboys playing at the same time uh, on Thursday night. So that might – I don't know if that helps at all in terms of the, <laughs> the crowd. Probably wouldn't, but – I haven't even thought about that. That's a good – I mean, good description on that. Cause, yeah. uh, and and yeah. John Robinson has opted out of the bowl game. Yeah, opt, opted out as well. Gotcha. Thanks, CJ. So yeah, I, I, I and I think that hurts Texas a lot because of what he means to them. Um, you know, it's kind of a kind of a sucky part if you're Texas, but you know, I think at the end, I, I just I think Washington offensively just a little too much. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Penix at the very end. I think Washington, they've got more to prove. Got to hold the banner for the back twelve. So Washington, um, give me the Huskies all the way. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I mean, I also think this kind of given where Texas is, kind of been yo-yo type this season. Uh, now we've got five games on Friday. All right, sidebar here, fellas. So, well, hey, we're, we're looking here, and, and fellas, there's so many games this weekend. I feel like we need to do this in three. Have a trio, like you know. There's always if it's a sequel's good, which I think it was. There's no reason not to have a trilogy, right? Absolutely. Uh, the early Star Wars trilogy wasn't too good, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? Hey, the third, the third one was pretty phenomenal. You have, to, have to admit. So yeah, I enough. think it's worth taking a chance, and it's also the game from the playoffs. So <laughs> come on back with us. We'll we'll give you one later in the week here, talking about the playoffs. Till then, here comes the money, and enjoy the bowl game. Money, 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 money